Hello and welcome to Fragments of the Soul with me, Katie Fishlock. Today I'm being joined by Haley from Mint Plants and the topic we're going to be discussing is new beginnings. Hey Haley, thank you for meeting with me today. And first of all, I'm going to launch straight in and can I just get you to introduce yourself to the listeners today and so they can hear and know a bit more about you. Yeah, of course. So hi, um, my name's Hayley and I run Mint Plants, which is based in Eastern in Bristol. Um, we used to be based out in Gloucestershire. So we've been running since 2018, um, started off as a tiny little plant shop in one half of uh, a little shop out in the Cotswolds in Gloucestershire. Um, I started the shop with my mum, so did half. it was half a plant shop and half a wool shop. My mum does yarns and knitting and crochet and things. Uh, and then, yeah, it's kind of just grown from there, really. And then uh, we moved to Bristol in February of this year just to do a bit of an expansion and a bit of growth and come to a place where a lot of our customers are and a lot of our suppliers and that kind of thing so yeah it was a bit of a natural progression to move to Bristol um and yeah now we're a plant shop in Bristol we're going to hear so much more about this gorgeous plant shop in Bristol and the journey it's been on because each episode of Fragments of the Soul I like to set a theme and today's theme is new beginnings. And I chose that simply because it's January and we're all starting something new this month. Uh, for me, for the podcast, this is the first ever interview. So this is a this is a new beginning for me in the podcast, which I've been so excited about. Um, it's been an interesting journey because today we've had, I've got drilling going on. We've had fire alarms go off. We've had Wi-Fi issues. So... <laughs> new, new beginnings aren't always easy and smooth and this one has not been uh, we've had to reschedule we've had loads of things go on so I think that's that's such a good point to start that when you're starting something new it's not always a, a smooth and easy journey yeah <laughs> but but here we are and uh, I'm just going to hand over to Haley because you are currently undergoing a new beginning. And can you please let us all know what that new beginning is? We're dying to know. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Where to even start? Um, yeah, I guess uh, new beginnings on so many levels. Um, we we had a new beginning last year when we moved to Bristol. It was a huge, huge step for me personally. I love Eastern and I lived there for a long time. Um, so that was that was like coming home a little bit. But then I've I've pretty much since then since we moved, I I pretty much spent the last year in a bit of a state of panic. Um, in a bit of a state of shock from going from a tiny little village where we were very well known and we knew everybody and we were very comfortable and it was very easy and very cheap to run everything. Um, I uh, probably to my detriment have all these grand plans and can't seem to sit still. 
Um, so I moved, we moved and that was in my head, that was going to be our new beginning, but it, it kind of didn't really work out that way. I kind of, uh, just went into a bit of a panic after we moved and then the economy went, uh, went downhill and all the, um, all the Russia and the Ukraine crisis started happening literally weeks after we moved and everything just started getting really scary and really stressful. Um, and we had a lot more uh, financial pressures and that uh, it just stressed me out basically. And it just put a lot of pressure that I wasn't expecting um, on top of being in Bristol now and, you know, uh, feeling like I needed to succeed a lot more than than previous just a lot more pressure so um yeah so the last 12 months have been quite tough and I what what happened was I ended up uh saying yes to everything that came along um in the fear that I was going to miss out on something so we got asked to do um some concessions we got asked to do a load of events we got asked to do some big hire jobs um, which was incredible because loads of things started coming our way, which I couldn't believe after moving. But then I I couldn't really see the wood for the trees. I couldn't really see what was right for us, what was wrong for us. Um, I just said, yes, I was just like, yes, 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 we can do it, we can do it, we can do it. Um, and that ended in, uh, in June. We had um, Gardener's World Live in Birmingham, a huge uh, four-day event at the NEC, plus a massive hire job for the RWA in Bristol who were um, launching and they had a big launch event with Grace and Perry who, uh, and they, they wanted us to uh, put some plants in for this event in the same week as the Gardener's World Festival. And then we had uh, a massive concession at one of the uh, a salon in Bristol called Glitch. We had that, all those things booked in the same week. So I basically didn't sleep for a whole week and uh that was kind of the culmination of the chaos and then it, it's kind of just been chaos really for the whole year um so <laughs> trying to cut the story short a bit because it is quite a long story um we I I just found myself in sort of September time in a complete mess of burnout and uh demotivation and was super super confused about what what to do and where we should go and what is mint you know um I never wanted it to be uh just your average plant shop and that's that's kind of been my mission the whole way is to do something different um and yeah, I had no idea. I had no idea what who we were, what our identity was, what what I wanted to do personally with the shop. Um, and that was really uh, getting me down because we'd been working so hard throughout the year to survive. And we have, you know, sales have been down. It, it's not been it's not been easy. Uh, so with all that pressure, I had no idea what to do. So that was about September time after this crazy, crazy time. And then I had some incredible coaching by yourself, Katie, which 
we had a whale of a time on, didn't we? <laughs> well, I'm going to force you there because we kind of, we, we had, you had this chaotic start of the year and this new beginning and which was loaded with energy, wasn't it? And you had all this stuff going on. And I remember meeting you in September and uh, handing you a coffee. I, I met you at um, one of the uh, events you were working at and sat you down and I can just, I was very familiar with, the energy you were sending out because I, <laughs> when it comes to burnout and fatigue, oh, I, I've oh. got a gold, I got a gold watch in there. <laughs> and uh, we just, we just started talking and I could, I could feel, I could totally feel the place you're in and we just needed to, to have a little talk and it kind of went from there. And what was that like for you? What was that moment of, of just having space to think and to breathe for a second? Oh, mate, it was, and I've said this to so many people since going through that with you, it was the most, the most powerful, uplifting experience that I've probably had to date. And I, that sounds dramatic, but I cannot explain how, how good it was to feel like I was thinking freely again talking freely and it was like you just it was like you had these magic goggles that you could see you could just see that I was in turmoil I was so confused with how to push mint forward and I was so held back by my own fear of failure and the chaos in my brain was was I couldn't get a break from it and I was at that market in Western Supermare wasn't I when you came to see me and I was writing I was writing loads of stuff down on the um, in my book and I was writing how do we how do we push how, how where do we go from here and I was writing things like do more social media do more email newsletters and it was all these little itty bitty things and I couldn't I knew there was more in there but I could not, I, I could not get to it. I couldn't access it. And you said to me, have you got, you sort of said what you're up to. And I was like, I'm just trying to work out, you know, what, where, where I can put my brain, basically. My brain is all over the place. And you said, have you got anyone to talk this stuff through with? And I said, no. So I've got my, my mom and the girls that work for us. And, you know, there's, there's people around me. I've got so many good friends and family that I talk to nonstop, but it's it's all too close and it's all too everyone tries to help and it's incredible but it's it's not what you need and then yeah we went through the first coaching session and that was mind-blowing for me um and then we did two more after that which were equally as incredible in terms of just stopping my brain from thinking about everything at once and just going right what is it what's coming forward what is at the forefront of your mind right now that you want to talk about and then you literally just ask the same question four or five times what else do you want to say what else do you want to say you've got more in there you've got more in there what else is it and I was like it just opened my whole brain um and yeah it was uh, I, c I cannot get 
it across how how incredible it was for me at that point at that time because when we're at the most magical thing and we've we all some sometimes experience it when we're going through something and we we're passionate about something or we're wanting to make change and we know that something isn't right and that could be business it could be relationship it could be personal it could be even our diet we get so overwhelmed with what we should and shouldn't do and I know that you mentioned things like I should do more social media I should do more like and those are the things like we we initially think because that's what we get told that we should do we we should do this we should go out for walks every day we should and we get overwhelmed because there's so much advice out there in the world there's so which is great but it can be so overwhelming and then we lose what's really we have all the answers inside of us we do to all our problems they're all inside of us but we just need that time energy and space and non-interruption and nobody shoving more advice down our neck to kind of explore that and that's what we did we we did three weeks and we just opened up your mind and without any advice or interruption that got you thinking and actually rather revealing we're not going to talk about your sessions but you ended up coming at the end completely different with we're talking purely mint now how you went in think of yourself in September when we met and then think of yourself at the end because this is going to lead on very nicely to what you're doing now because you yeah. that whole three weeks that time you spent with yourself and with your mind what happened oh well I mean to say a 180 flip from before I spoke to you to after those three weeks is an understatement probably I yeah, I started off thinking I just need to work more. All I, and and I'm, my chaotic brain, I couldn't work out what what to do to make us make mint work or make more money or you know costs have been going through the roof and everything like that. It was like everything is hard right now. We at the moment I need more stuff, but I can't afford it because there's we haven't got any spare cash flow. Right. What do I need to do? I need to work. I just need to work harder. Isn't that funny? More. Like, that's the thing we always do when we when we're when, when we are in struggle and when we're in the pits and when we're with burnout, fatigue and struggling. That's the, the first thing we think. Let's just work harder. <laughs> yeah. And I'm and I'm and then that's where I was getting stuck was because I was already working a full day getting home dealing with my three-year-old getting her to bed doing sorting out all the housework getting to like 8 9 p.m and then thinking right I've got to do like four hours work now I've got to do more social media I've got to set up all this all this email newsletters I've, I've just got to do more and then I will then we will be fine and the money will start coming in and I was stuck on that because I was like I can't work anymore I'm already doing that I haven't got any more hours in the day so what do I do now and that's where that's the point I was at where I saw you and then after the first session I realized what the problem was and my problem was I was paralyzed by the the, the thought of the ceiling falling in I was on the edge every day I was thinking something's going to happen tomorrow and I'm not going to be able to pay any bills and the the roof is going to fall in and I was so paralyzed by that and the fear of of failure 
And I think by the end of the first session, I got to a point where I was like, what am I scared of? Why am I worrying so much? And why can I not seem to, to, to push forward and think freely like I used to be able to do when we were back in Wootton under edge? And then the second session, I think I, I went after the first session, I went away and I was, I was like, right, what's the dream? What's my dream life? And I was able to think like big and everything was just switching and swirling and and it was like that I, I I think I wrote down in the first session what am I scared of and then I wrote the fear of failure and then I think I wrote what's the worst that could happen and the worst that could happen would would be that we can't afford to run the shop anymore because the costs are too high and we can't we can't make more money to, to be able to afford it and then I was, and then I went through the consequences of that in my brain. And I was like, well, actually, if I didn't have a shop, I would uh, have a greenhouse somewhere and have like eight cats and just be this happy little plant lady still, which is the same person that I am now. I just haven't got the cats and haven't got the greenhouse. I have a shop. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so the, the, the ideas just started flowing freely again. And I felt productive again. I felt motivated. I felt excited again. And then the second one, I think I'd I'd started to formulate a plan. And I was I was still really scared and really worried about more change, more upheaval, blah, blah, blah. And then the second and the third, I think by the time I got to the third session, I had a real strong idea. And I was like, right, I just need to think through what this means logistically financially could we make it work you know actually putting putting my brain into like planning mode so yeah it was a total roller coaster <laughs> but <laughs> I came out of it with it it felt like I found myself again in terms of mint I know it's a business and it's it's a uh it's 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 me it's it's just me I know it's a business but it is it's just an extension of me and I left the corporate world to do something creative and to do something that I love and I've I've got that now which I thank my lucky stars for but it's it's not really to to just make money and be done with it you know I want to do more mm -hmm. with it and I want it to be completely aligned with who I am as a person because that for me that's the only way it's going to work is if it's flowing freely with me and I'm doing the things I want to do with it and I'm enjoying it. Um, and I felt like I found that again. And yeah, fast forward to right now, we're in the middle of a refit. We are um, doing all sorts. Refine going to get you to do the big reveal on what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you're going to take you back a bit to that first session and where you kind of had to face your face up to all your fears. And the questions you asked yourself in that in that session was just absolutely beyond anything I could have possibly <laughs> asked you. They were incredible. And in that session, if you were a fly on a wall, you were basically making friends with your fears because you had to look at them in the eye and you had to not push them back anymore. And you had to listen to your fears and you had to kind of like comfort them like a, a small child almost. And I know we live in a, in a world where fear is the massive energy and we're about kind of eradicating fear, which I'm not 
really uh, a fan of because <laughs> I'm not going to say what I want to say. But <laughs> um, but it's all about kind of, un- in a way, just looking and speaking to your, your fear like you would a small child in, in, in trauma. So talk to me uh, and talk to us about how that, that when you were looking at your fears, how that was. Was it scary? Was it uh frustrating was it angry what was that like and then then working through it 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 was strange because it was weirdly calm mm-hmm. and I have spent so long it before even before I started mint I have always been really scared of uh, failure and I don't know where that's come from that's come from early on I've got a a really strong work ethic and then I went to the corporate world off straight after uni and went to corporate consulting in London and it was the most competitive environment of my life and it, I couldn't I couldn't get on with it but that's where I went in in the first session that's where I my mind went back to that time and being literally compared against your peers and put on a on a one to a hundred scale and being told that when you first start a job like that and then and being so young as well you you get conditioned to think that if you're not working at a hundred miles an hour and working till late at night and churning out all this this work then you're failing and I think yeah I had a lot of fear around not succeeding but not looking like I was succeeding as well Mm -hmm. and I had never worked through that and looked at it I'd always just thought everything that came along that was stressful I just thought that's gonna that's gonna cause failure and I need to get that out and eradicate it and and make it go away somehow and then the the pressure of that just made me yeah I was just on the edge of sort of imploding because I'd never actually given the time to those fears to look at them and say right like you said look them in the face face them and say right what is it what is that what exactly is that that I'm scared of and in those sessions I kept I, I was I remember saying to myself like what am I scared of and then it was like well failing but then it was like well what what does that look like what does that failure what am I imagining is going to happen and then I I was sort of going right the the fear is losing the shop having to I don't know declare myself bankrupt and then and then when I actually thought that through it was like hang on no that's never going to happen you know we're never when even if that did happen I would carry on what what do I what have I done this for and it's because I love plants Mm. so (laughs) as long as I do that then I'll be all right and it it will continue and it was yeah it was just it was weirdly yeah like I said weirdly calm and therapeutic to to literally stop and your style of coaching was so unbelievable because you the there were rules and I love a rule I love I love to do what I'm told 
and you said, <laughs> I am not, I am not, I am not going to speak until you tell me that you're ready for another question. So in my little obedient head, I was like, okay, I'm waffling on here. And I was going and going and going. Then I came to a stop and, but because I had these rules in place, I, before I asked you if I, to have another question, I said to myself, am I ready for another question? Have I finished? And then more would come out and it was, it was like <laughs> pushing me to, to go deeper into it. And then, yeah, that's where, that's where all of that fear stuff came out. And I was like, well, hang on. Yeah. I'm really scared that all of this is going to just, the ceiling's going to fall in and I'm, uh, everything's going to um, implode on me and I'm not going to be able to be mint anymore. And then it was like, no, hang on. What does that actually look like? And if you step through it, there is, there is millions of ways that you can carry on. And there's so many options in the world for your life. And these fears are actually not as fearful as you think they are. <laughs> I'm just going to... That was a very I'm long just... answer. <laughs> no, absolutely. You, you had some incredible moments in there. And I'm just going to circle back because people are probably thinking, what the hell is she doing? Like role reversing, which is very unheard of. This whole role reversal where I shut up and I don't speak until you tell me to. Um, so I'm just going to, yeah, <laughs> people are thinking, what the, what the hell is this? It's pretty <laughs> insane, but it's pretty cool. Um, so when uh, at this point uh, you were talking about your fear in a session and we, this is the, contract we held for all, all the sessions we did so I will uh, uh give you a beautifully open question to allow you to think and then when we when it came to facing your fears and looking your fears in the eye you needed that massive room and space in order to be with them and to keep going with them and if I started buttoning, going, oh, can you tell me more about that? And what is this? You would lose that bond and that connection with your fear. So I opened up this space for you to be completely alone with your fear and to look at it. And to only when you were completely done with it, I would come almost come back in the room <laughs> and kind of get you going again. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I think it's really incredible for, for I would love you to kind of... Um, maybe talk more about it for a second because new beginnings are heavy loaded with fear. And I just love the fact that we, we didn't plan this conversation for you guys. We, we kind of opened it up and it's really interesting how we've ended up here talking about fear, which wasn't planned, but it makes perfect sense because new beginnings and fear are sisters. You, you can't, if you're starting something new or you want to start something new, be it big or small, it could be a small change or, or a new business change, which we're going to get into. It's, you've got to have fear there. There will be, you can't eliminate it. And the fact that you've now discovered that fear is actually quite calming when you look mm -hmm. at it and give it a bit of an attention, I think that's what it is. Now mm -hmm. that you've given your fear some attention and we all kind of, once we all get a bit of attention, we kind of soften up, don't we? How do you, how do you, how do you now look at fear? Because you're still undergoing a new beginning. So how mm -hmm. do you, what's your relationship now like with fear? It's completely changed. It's completely changed. I, I was scared of the fear before I knew it was there and I was like no go away go away and I was running away from it and I just 
thought I had to just carry on doing what I was doing and everything will be fine. It's like head in the sand type mentality that I go into all too often. But now, how, like you said, you opened up this massive space and it was massive. I was sitting in my house, but I, my, it, my brain felt like it was like, I don't even know. It, it, <laughs> I, I still struggle to find the words to describe your coaching because it's so open and it's so, it's scary. And it's quite intimidating at start because you're thinking, I was thinking, what do I talk about? You know, there's so many things whizzing around in my head, but we went wide, then it came down, then we went wide again. And I was talking about all sorts of things. And um, yeah, n- and now having gone through that and realized that actually my worst fears are manageable. And the, as soon as I looked at those fears and wrote them down and realized that if the worst happens, I'm still going to be alive at the end of it. You know, there is literally nothing to be scared about. And it's that old thing, whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. It's mad. As soon as I looked at the fears and said, right, yeah, there you are. That's it. That's what I'm scared of. And admitted it to myself as well. And that whole inner child thing of like, yeah, it's okay. It's going to be all right. Um, that's when the change and the idea of change came came hand in hand with it. It was like, as soon as I was okay about what I was scared of, then I thought about this new idea and I landed on it and I blew it up and I went through it all and it and I've made it completely hopefully we're not out of it yet we're not we're not reopened yet but when we do reopen this new change and this new way of working is going to be not only completely aligned with me but something I am 100% into I'm in it you know whereas before when I was so scared of failure and got to do this more of this more of that we've got to look at everyone else and what everyone else is doing and be more like them and that was when everything was going downhill because I was just too scared and couldn't see the wood for the trees and I I was didn't know what to do whereas now it's like yeah I'm not scared anymore and after I the second that I became not scared anymore that's when all the new ideas started flowing I'm gonna stop you there because because I really I I know what you're like you just go (laughs) I, I want to stop you there simply because you've gone back around to it and it's so important. I think you should definitely talk more about it, how the minute you spent some time with your fears and looked at them and had this calming, that then made space for you to for something completely new to drop into your mind and head. And yeah. it's almost like your fear was stopping that coming in. I would love yeah. for you to talk more about that because we get so bombarded with like face up to your fears, work through your fears. You're not going to die. It's going to be okay. Mm. But we get, that was so different for you and you actually yeah. did the work and yeah. made the space for something new. Can you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it like, this is why I mentioned the move to Bristol at the start because 
I thought that was going to be our new beginning. You know, that was a physical mm. move mm. Into, the, into the city. And, but I was still in this really uh, fearful mindset of, we just have to succeed. We just have to do, we just have to do it. We have to do it well. And I hadn't really ever acknowledged what I was fearful of. Um, mm. And I just, ca- I just sort of carried on. And it wasn't until talking to you that I realised w- where I want Mint to go and what I want us to be. And I feel like, and now I'm like, what? Ha- why didn't I do this a year ago? You know, why didn't? And it's just like asking for help. You know, what? Why didn't I? do that but then that was part of it I was scared to ask for any help I was scared to think I need help I was scared to think that I needed help to uh come up with ideas or anything like that and it's not even needing help it's just like you said talking it through with someone and yeah it it it, this it's mad it's like it happened at the same time as soon as the fear started becoming it, it's just as soon as I as soon as I started um what am I trying to say I am waffling here as soon as I started to let go and and view the fear for black and white just facts yep the worst thing is we could go bankrupt and no one comes through the door and we have to get rid of the shot. And then it was like, okay, but that's not going to kill me, you know? And then it was all of a sudden it was easier to manage. And and I could think about it then. I could not be scared of even thinking about it. And then all of the ideas started flowing and I could see straight. I could think straight. I could see straight and I could, look at why I did this and a big part of the first session with you was why did I do this and I'd lost sight of that why did I do this in the first place why did I open mint it's not because I want to be a millionaire and I just want to make money from whatever's popular you know it was for me because I love it and I need to do something that I love in order to feel fulfilled in life and then it was like right okay well as long as we do that then we're going to be all right, you know? And it was, it was like, right, now, okay, now we're free. And now we can look at what makes you happy. And this is me talking to myself here in my own brain. (laughs) (laughs) What makes us happy? And what do we want to do with the rest of our lives? And that is just do something we love. And it doesn't need to be this big pressure machine of making money and if it's not making money then we do something else you know and it was just yeah it was so freeing to be able to have that fear written down on a piece of paper and know that it's not a a hidden away in a box anymore in your head now you've freed up all that space you're now doing something kind of totally different you've just closed the shop and you've 
I'm just going to very briefly fill in for everyone. So Mint has been closed for the last two or two weeks or so. It's yeah. been having a massive turnaround and makeover. And this has all come from the back of these, these sessions you had. Yeah. So what are you now doing? What are you doing now? If you could do the big reveal for us <laughs> and and why? Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah. So we have, we're pivoting. We're mm-hmm. pivoting from all the plants, all the pots, all the accessories. We're, we're, we're changing the business model from being a normal plant shop to a cactus and succulent specialist, basically. Um, it, it's going to be cacti, succulents and statement plants. Because ultimately, when I thought about it, those are the plants which give me the most joy and those are the plants which i get the most excited about having in my shop so we are basically just doing that we're not going to stock all the common house plants anymore all of the um normal sort of uh, accessories plant hangers all of that that you find in a, a, a normal everyday plant shop we're we're leaving that to all the others and we're saying goodbye <laughs> to all of that because it's it's great it's love it's lovely stuff but it doesn't um it doesn't give me the most joy basically um so we are we've put we've ripped out all of the units in the shop we've put a huge cactus bench in like a greenhouse bench um and we are going to specialize in these incredible plants that we have already got access to through um, various connections of mine in the cactus and succulent world in the UK. And we, yeah, we are, um, we're specializing in that basically. And we're focusing all of our energy onto that. We're going to do things like um, a little pot in station where you can come along and you can choose your plant and your pot and you will help you pot Mm -hmm. them together. We are going to look at doing um, more wholesale type stuff so all of the other plant shops around can come to us and get these cool plants um, for like trade prices and stuff like that because we can get, we've got access to a lot of them. Um, And yes, yeah, so many other ideas, loads more workshops and talks and classes and things, which is something I've wanted to do for ages but haven't had time because I was too busy running around worrying about everything um and yeah just just honing in on what we love and going mad on it basically <laughs> <laughs> i love that just going mad on it i <laughs> literally I, you, I just... see the shop, you can't move in there for cacti and succulents now <laughs> and to niche down on something and to specialize on something people kind of you know, regardless of whether you're working in plants or, or whatever, whatever profession you work in, to niche and specialise in something takes a lot of courage because normally we're, particularly nowadays, we're encouraged, the world is very encouraging for us to do everything um, in that field, to be available at all times, to cater for everyone and everything. So for you to niche down is is kind of going against the grain with what currently happening in the world you're really and I just think that's incredible and the courage that you've had to do that and the fact that you feel I can see your face right now that you're so much happier that you're just 
funneling down. Explain yeah. that. Explain that courage. Explain that kind of happiness. That yeah, I mean, it, it's smaller. <laughs> yeah, you know? it's terrifying. It's it's definitely terrifying because for since since we opened in September 2018, we have been we have always stocked all of the plants. So, and and that was one of the problems with moving to Bristol all of a sudden we were getting asked for all sorts of different plants, indoor plants, outdoor plants, big plants, small plants, hanging plants, air plants, flowering plants. Like we were getting asked for a lot more things. And then because I was so rabbit in the headlights, like we're, we're in Bristol now, we're in a big city. We've got a lot more customers. We need to be catering to all of this. And we, we needed to, um, I just thought we needed to do them all. So I would spend loads of money getting in. We got loads of outdoor plants in us in the summer, loads of grasses and lavenders and all these things that one person had asked me for. So I was like, well, that's what people want. That's what we need to do. And then they didn't sell and we lost loads of money on them. And and it's been staring me in the face to do this, but it's terrifying at the same time because for how many, four years now we have been an all singing, all dancing plant shop. And now we're changing that and we're going to focus on cacti and succulents. Um, so yeah, it's not been easy to put in practice. So I've I've been quite, the, the fear has been creeping back in and like, you know, should we do this really? Is this really, is this really what, what you should be doing? And that doubt in your head comes in, but I've, I've got that feeling in my mind still of that first session that I came out of it with you. And when this idea first popped into my head, what, what's the dream, a greenhouse, what have we got? Let's make the most of what we've got. We've got a a shop that we're tied into on a contract. So we have to make the most of that right now. We have to do something because otherwise I'm going to implode. The whole shop's going to implode. We have to do something. Let's make the most of what we've got. And let's just go for it. And if it doesn't work out, then you know we figure that out then. And that the lack of uh, of fear of the fear <laughs> mm-hmm. has carried me through and has made me in those moments over Christmas. You know when it was all mad. We had the the snow and the strikes, and it was really stressful. And I was really up against it before Christmas. Um, I was thinking. Uh, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I want to just, I want to just get back in my little comfort zone and, and, and cancel it all. I can't deal with the upheaval, more change, blah, blah, blah. But you, nothing comes, nothing good comes from just staying where you are, you know? And <laughs> that's what the sessions with you has taught me that as soon as you have, look at that fear and face it, then that's when the great the great things happen. <laughs> I say great. We haven't actually relaunched yet, so it might be a complete flop. But it's weird. As soon as I made that decision, I started speaking to some people, um, and things just started flotting into place. And we've just last week been up to. Um, I can probably say it now. Preston. It was a secret <laughs> location last week, but it was in Preston we went in the middle of this like weather warnings and started we got access to a huge 
very important cactus and succulent collection up there. Um, started clearing that out. And that came about like that from a conversation I had after our first session. And then so many other things have come up since then. And it's just like the, things are just aligning and it's nuts. It's, it's that crazy thing that you read about, hear about, see kind of quotes about all the time when you're on your path. It's easy. It all aligns. And, you know, I, I'm for one, for, for someone in what, that works in the field that I do, I, I'm probably the most kind of like, oh, God, oh, God. But when, <laughs> like, oh, don't want to hear it. But when, no. when you do, when you're on, 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 I want to say, let's just use the word path for, my, for argument's mm-hmm. sake. When you're on the right path. And you're doing your thing it does just fall in your lap doesn't it it's, it's, that's the most incredible thing and it has been for you all these things have happened since then which you've decided mm-hmm. to take the absolute leap of faith to mm-hmm. the niche down and become a specialist which took a lot you're yeah. now finding these things just fall in your path yeah and, yeah. and what does that tell you what does that what does that feel for you what does that feel Every like thing is it's a sign and i'm quite I'm 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 a big believer in uh, what you put out is what you get back, and if you look at things in a positive mm-hmm. light, then you end up having more positive experiences. And I'm a huge believer in that. And I that used my life used to go like that when I was in the corporate world and I was in London. I got good job after good job because I was always positive, always happy, always excited to do things, and then somehow lost that along the way and this was you know people were saying to me you seem like old Haley again you know mm-hmm. and you seem like like I haven't seen you like this for a long time and obviously life events happen and they can cloud things quite a lot and a lot of stuff has happened in the last four years but yeah I've not felt this this free in a long time and it's it's that comfort that you get from knowing you're doing what you want to do Mm. and nothing else because Mm. the move to Bristol was what I wanted to do because I love Bristol I love Eastern it's where I grew up um it's where I've lived it's my home like it was like coming home moving the shop to Bristol but it still wasn't exactly what I wanted it to be you know it was I I knew it was in there Mm -hmm. but I spent so long stressing over it and then this angel comes into my market in the western supermare afternoon when I'm sat there scribbling about what else I can post about on social media (laughs) and you just plopped in and was like you need to talk to someone (laughs) and I was like yeah I do you're the first person to call me an angel in probably about 25 years. I was gonna, I was gonna call you a red-haired angel, and I thought I better not be that personal. But I've done it now. <laughs> <laughs> but you were literally, you were like the first person that's because everyone can see how stressed I am. Everyone has been able to see it, and everyone's like, "What about this? What? Do, what about that? What about that?" And I just haven't felt like I'd really been able to grasp what we should do where we should go and then you came along and was like you just need to talk and then yeah from there it feels like I've gone oh 
like I said, like a 180 flip from we just need to be the best plant shop we can be and stock all the things and have all the options and do all the online and all the markets and all the events and all of this and all of that and then we'll be fine. Who actually know sod all of that. Let's just do what we love, what I am passionate about and what gets me like this excited <laughs> and it's that time succulents. And if we if we just focus on that and just do that, then even if it means that our sales drop and we have to go and rent a greenhouse somewhere and I have to be a little old cat lady in a greenhouse somewhere, <laughs> then I'll still be happy. You know, it's not, it, I was tying so much to the physical shop or looking like we were succeeding or looking like I had it all up together. And I was, I had so much associated with achieving things, you know, and looking like you were achieving things. And now I've let go of all that. And it's like, no, I just need to do what I love. And then everything else will follow. And it has already. I think it'd be really lovely to kind of finish up on, but also spend a bit of time talking about, you know, I can, I, for one, I've been there. So I'm speaking this from experience. And I was there probably about two, three years ago when you don't know what you love and you don't know what to do and you don't know what your path is. And oh, I can feel it in my heart now that the loss, the feeling lost when you don't, I don't know what, I don't know what I want to do. I don't, I don't know. That's great. Haley's found her path. Good for her. She knows what she wants to do. And I just want to talk you and I just to talk to the people who are listening. Who's like, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what's landing. And I, you know, from my experience, it, it is the fear that blocks that. And I think you and I have both felt that separately, you know, fear does block itself to unable you to work out what it is, your path, your true calling, the thing you want, whatever you want to call it. And I think that doesn't really get talked about that much. It's it's Mm. like you do know, (laughs) everyone knows all inside us, but that can get blocked and you can get completely fogged out to what it is you really want to do and what it is you're passionate about and what it is you want to I think passion is a bit funny I'm not going to talk about passion that's another podcast for another day but something that you can spend a bit of time on and enjoy and love Mm -hmm. and I suppose you've been there too and I've certainly been there where you haven't had a bloody clue and I think I personally think it's the fear that shrouded that yeah what would you what, what is it for you yeah, 100%. And also the pressure of um, the societal pressure that we yeah. get under very early yeah. on as well. And also, um, there's a few things. I I came out of school with an A-star in art. I was really creative. I knew I was creative and I, I felt really fulfilled when I was being creative. But I went into IT because I my art teacher begged me to do art at a level I said no I'm going to do IT because that's there's more money in it and I was hell bent on once I get to I want I'm going to be this businesswoman and I'm going to have loads of people that I'm in charge of I'm going to have a massive house I'm going to have a expensive car I'm going to meet the love of my life we're going to have two kids and we're going to get married and we're going to settle down and then I'm going to be happy because I've got these achievements and I spent the the whole that I spent 10 years working in IT forcing myself to 
carry on in IT and just get to the next stage, just get to the next level, just get higher up, just get higher up, just get a bigger paycheck, just get this, just get that, then it'll be all right. Then you'll be happy. Mm. And each time I was less happy. And then it got to point where I was pretty much having panic attacks in the office. I was crying at everything that would go wrong in a really responsible position, dealing with lots and lots of projects and, you know, millions of pounds of revenue. And I was like, what is this all for? And I think we, if we were just taught earlier on to just express yourself and be creative and follow that, mm. then everything else will follow. And if you're happy and you can go into your job or whatever it is you do to make money and survive, we have to survive. If you just enjoy it, then 95% of the work is done. You know, you're already, everything else is going to follow because you're going in with a smile on your face. You're getting out with a smile on your face. Whereas if you're dreading going in, then you're on a losing battle, really. And then, I can't remember what else I was going to say. That was a bit of a problem. It's really funny because life has a way of ejecting you from a path or a job or a scenario and situation, be it. I've been ejected from many things through illness, through redundancy, through accidents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it has a way of just going, mm, yeah. no, no, this has gone, yeah. been going on for too long now. Yeah, it has definitely. to end. And yeah. it's not yeah. the best way to, ha- to do it. <laughs> 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 it does, doesn't it? It has a way of just throwing you out, spitting you out the other end when it's just like, no, yeah. you weren't supposed to be doing that. Absolutely not. And it's only it's only in hindsight you realize that during yeah. the time you're like, shit, yeah. I'm redundant. Or oh my God, I've just had a a terrible yeah. accident. All these things have yeah. happened to me. But yeah. it's fascinating, isn't it, how it just like throws you out the other end yeah. when you're not when you're not on the right right. Yeah. Path. And and we 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 think I think a lot a lot of us think that we it's one thing that we have mm. to do. And mm. that if you don't choose that one thing early on, then you you haven't got another chance to find it. And it it, it could be multiple things, you know. It, it could you could start off by doing five different things alongside your full time job that you hate, <laughs> and then one of those things could come up. So when I was still working in IT in London, I started doing calligraphy and lettering because I loved that at school and people would always get me to write their books for them and stuff write their names in these like cartoony letters and stuff and I loved that so I was like right that's that's creative you know that's what I wanted to do but I I couldn't do it I couldn't do it I was too slow I'm too much of a perfectionist I um I love it I love doing calligraphy I learned all about it brush lettering and stuff and I got a couple of um jobs paid jobs for people's weddings and things. And I hated it. Couldn't bear it. I absolutely hated it. And I could not. It, it, the pressure on it was too much. And then I was like, right, okay, that's a passion, but that's not going to be what I, I do. And I fell into plants and, and it's just grown and grown and grown. And it, but if, if the plants hadn't worked, then I would have tried something else, you know, and it could be, it could, you could try 10 things before you find oh. something that you really can run with. Um, and it's the courage to try things. I, I always joke and it's, I joke, but it's so true. I always say that my CV is very slutty because it has so many. 
I've done so many things. Yeah, and dropped out of so many things. And I think it's the courage to try things because sometimes, you know, I, I now work as an artist and a coach, so I don't do one thing, I do two things. <laughs> Someone said to me sort of five years ago, you're going to train and spend a huge amount of money to on training to become a coach. I would have been like, why would I want to be one of those four? Like, what is, <laughs> what, what, yeah. like, how would I do that? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's like the process of trying different things kind of end up leading you to where you ultimately end up which is bizarre you never think it no but it's all growth and it's all progression Mm. and um it is either going to teach you that you do want to do it or you don't so either way you're better off you know you've learned you put that thing aside and you've realized that maybe it's something more creative that you want to do maybe something less maybe you want to be in a bit more of a structured environment maybe you don't you know it's all honing down on what you're meant to do for the rest of your life and it like it could be it could be anything and we're we're so I don't know maybe it's come from the corporate world but we're I don't know if you ever heard it but like you have to be in a job for a year you have to you know you have to have a year oh that gem <laughs> that gem <laughs> no because if you can talk to them if you're in an interview and you've got like you've got like 18 different jobs on cv if you can talk them through it and say yeah one they treated me like absolute dirt and i had to leave or this one didn't like it for xyz you know if you've got a brain and you can talk through 20 different jobs on your cv then there's no problem with it there's absolutely no problem and it goes back to that confidence of yeah i'm trying to figure out what my path is in life and ugh, I think there's far too much pressure on um finding that early on and it, having oh it be God. one thing oh my goodness yeah I ended up mm-hmm. not too dissimilar to you I ended up going down a path that I thought because I I, I started off doing the uh, path I did simply to earn money and that's what you get conditioned to do isn't it you must you must and there's nothing absolutely nothing wrong with that at all um ironically I'm earning more money doing the thing I love than the thing I didn't love. yeah well that's the thing irony. I've learned irony yeah, in I've that absolutely going through like late late 20s like that's one thing I realized I would meet people and look at them and they would be a guitar builder yeah. but they'd be it you know like some really obscure thing and you'd be like but they love it and that's why they're successful and it could be anything it could be absolutely anything but if you if you just love it you will fly and then especially nowadays you'll get asked to do other things that are on the periphery of it or you know the the people Mm. that I've met and the, the things I've done as a part of like having a plant shop you know even meeting you I only I messaged you on Instagram and wanted your artwork in my shop and then look where that's led, you know, and that's yeah. because we were both passionate about what we were doing and we had some really great chats and it was completely loosely um, related to me having a shop and wanting your, wanting your artwork in there. But it was like, look where it's led. And if you're just doing what you love and, you know, able to think, and speak clearly and then you meet people and you never know where it's going to go you literally never know where you're going to be in a week's time or six months or a year or whatever so I, 
Yeah. I think that's such a beautiful note to end on. So I'm gonna. <laughs> I went a bit nuts there. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. I think that's such a beautiful, beautiful thing to end on. So I'm gonna kind of end that one there and just thank you for being my first interview. <laughs> and I love the fact that we just haven't had it easy. We've had behind the scene. We've had oh, so great. much stuff. We've had to kind of technically yeah. work out and and do so i hope yeah, this uh, is it's... it's clear for you all <laughs> yeah i hope this works on phones being propped up um we would like to thank the venue you're in can yeah. you just thank the venue you're in for the minute because we had to change <laughs> venues where are you at the currently uh, Right now, I'm at Bush Bristol in Wapping Wharf. Huge, huge shout out to Alex. So Alex has been on a very similar path, and we've been having, we've been, we've got quite close over the last few weeks um, because we've we're going through similar things, changes, new beginnings, all that. It's been all <laughs> this, all this chat behind the scenes, and he is kindly shut on a Monday, so he's let me borrow the shop today. Um, I will be having words though because he told me that the Wi-Fi was great and the second that we connected on Zoom on <laughs> my laptop, you were like, no, 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 this isn't going to work. So I'm sitting on my phone right now, but hopefully it hasn't uh, come out too bad and people can still hear this. <laughs> I'm sure they will. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Hayley, yes. for, for joining Thank me you. today and discussing such delights around the theme yeah. around the theme new beginnings and i'm gonna love you and leave you now and leave you okay. with some nice jingle to go out with thank you everyone for listening just one last thing before you go if you long to know more about Haley, mint plants or fancy getting yourself a succulent or two you can visit Haley at mintplants.co.uk and we have all of Haley's social media handles in the show notes. If you long to know more about coaching and the work that I do, you can actually book a free 20-minute call with me on Zoom. If you just go to my website, kcfishlock.com forward slash coaching, and hopefully see you soon.